Welcome to On The Couch with James Field and Ian Harris. It's episode 126 for the 28th of January, 2010. How are you, James? Welcome to 2010. Yeah, welcome in. It's been just way too long due to various um, logistical issues. But logistical we're, mix up, you name it. We're, we're, we're back on the couch with a vengeance. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Uh, uh, number 126. Six. And uh, we're going to talk about all the, uh, all the news in broadcast and entertainment technology. Yeah. Very good. I think we should start off with um, CS. I know it seems like a year ago, but I think I still know, people it's, are, it's, and it's been it's eclipsed by another launch, which indeed. we'll go on to. But uh, I did actually attend CES. Um, and uh, did you did you lose your shirt, James, in Vegas? Uh, I didn't. I kept my shirt on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still none the wiser as to how to pay craps, but it did seem to <laughs> to help me out. I think I did figure out if you play it when you're sober, uh-huh. it's a lot easier to understand. That's, uh, that's one of the rules. <laughs> I would have thought it's easy to understand when you're not sober, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's one of it's it's good anyway. Um, but yeah, gadget wise, I, I was kind of fairly enclosed and locked up. But mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. did you ever get out to have a look at what's I, going I on? I had a brief um, kind of sojourn onto the dance mm-hmm. floor, if you'd call it a dance floor. But it seemed fairly fairly busy. Certainly busier than the year before. A lot more That's upbeat. Good. Yeah. Um, I think certainly the quality of people attending. I think as as these kind of shows mm-hmm. shrink, you get better quality attendees. Mm-hmm. So, uh, no, it was pretty good. And we got a, a top 10 roundup of gadgets from um, some people here, um, which I, some of them I would agree with, some of them I wouldn't. There were quite a few kind of tablet-type computers uh-huh. around. Like lots of uh, e-readers and things like that. Yeah, I mean, I did see a couple of them, and they, they look like quite cool, um, you know, somewhere between an iPhone and an iPad, which we'll come on to later, size-wise, mm-hmm. but uh, running Android, touchscreen, all the bits and pieces, mm-hmm. reasonably long battery life. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a few sort of gadgety things. I think the coolest one was the AR drone, um, which Ooh, is this uh, augmented reality. It's like a it's like a, a four rotor helicopter, cool, which has a front facing camera and a down facing camera, mm-hmm. and um, it's got some some control circuitry on board, so it will basically hover. Uh, but you can control it with an iPhone, so you can use the... Um, <laughs> That's the, very James the, Bond, isn't it? Yeah, you can move. It's and it, obviously, you should have a look on YouTube at the uh, the video about it. It, uh-huh. looks, it obviously is very James Bondy, And you can obviously get live video as well. Cool. As well. So, oh, no, it's quite, uh, it's quite cool. Apparently, they've got some distribution at um, Walmart and places like that. So, wow. it's looking, looking pretty cool. Um, 3D TV was kind of everywhere. Mm. And I know we've got a bit of a story about that. Um later on in the content delivery side that's fresh Did you get to press. see much of that or is it is it kind of uh, I didn't sort of see much but I was actually showing some 3D kind of stuff as well so cool. um, no, I think it's it's this is 2010 is the year of 3D in the, the living room um, yeah it does seem to have got a kind of real head of steam behind it unlike you know in the even the 70s and 80s there was always all these attempts at 3D but never really never really hit mainstream hmm well, I think it's it's again a technolo- technological advance. Mm. Isn't it? That's the uh, that's the main thing. I think I'm just kicking the plug on something down here. Ugh, put him back in. There we go. Um, <laughs> right. So ooh, all sorts of things going on. Um, so that's cool. Uh, Boxy, who was the you know the kind of love child of CES 2009, mm-hmm. came out with a, a bit of hardware. Right. Um, Are there another? 
IPTV over the top kind over of the thing. Top. Yep. Yeah. Um, so they came out with a box. Mm-hmm. Um, cheap camcorders everywhere. What else we got here? Um, there were quite a few more connected devices. I went to okay. a, a very exciting conference called the Silvers Summit, mm-hmm. which was looking at technology for the they call them boomers and seniors in the US. Mm-hmm. Uh, so these are people who were born up until kind of 1964. Right. Um, and seniors, people who've kind of retired and what they, you know, they want, they are still kind of gadget-like, but they don't need the complexity, which I guess is what, what everyone wants as well. But one particular thing w- was mentioned there was a um, Kodak Pulse picture frame, which is mm-hmm. a picture frame, which is a Wi-Fi-based one, mm-hmm. but it has its own email address. <laughs> that's cool so you can essentially email pictures to the frame and it'll display them so it's very handy that's really there's neat. no no computer requ- well you still need to have broadband but yeah so I thought that was quite cool and they were showing things like the Enerloop bike from I think it's Sanyo mm-hmm. where you um, bit, you know my cheesy bike where it's got a boost button this has got a boost button as well but Fantastic. it regenerates as well so it basically it doesn't oh, wow. that's cool it's quite a quite a heavy bike but again if you're an old person and it's like well I couldn't possibly cycle a bike I'd get out of breath with one step this will... Gets you doing something. Yeah, exactly. Gets you moving. Very cool. That's cool. Um, you had something here about Keychest, which we talked a little bit before. And, and Deche. Yeah. Is it Deche or Desi? I don't know. What's all that about? Well, we've got uh, some interesting updates on, on what Disney's Keychest is. And, mm-hmm. and we talked about this before in terms of trying to understand what uh, what is Disney trying to do with, with this kind of DRM initiative. Does this mean that... Uh, the key chest company holds all the keys to um, to all your content, uh, and I guess what Disney's trying to do is to is to say, well, it's not a Disney thing. It's it's a, you know we need this thing, but we need everyone else to be involved as well. Mm. Um, with the idea that once you've bought the rights to a particular piece of content, uh, then another device could check that you've got the same rights and then enable it to play on that device as well. Mm. Uh, so it's not about restricting the content to a particular device or even to, uh, even with particular content. But uh, trying to achieve that, that kind of dream we've been talking about for a while, that sure, we, we want to be able to pay, uh, we think it's reasonable to pay for content, um, but we really want to be able to use it in the, with the same flexibility that we do with the DVD. So yeah. uh, I can buy a DVD, I can go to my friend's place, I can play the DVD, I can then take it home and play it at my place. I think, I mean, certainly that seems reasonable, especially, you know, today you're paying more for electronic formats than you are for physical formats. Mm, exactly. So What's you have about? Less, less flexibility. So, but I think that's coming more from the, you know, the, the studios than from the, the need to interoperate. So this looks, um, you know, the other thing is this uh, debt, I think DCE is supposed to be just a single framework. I think, I guess that's where you, cause as well as having, you, know, you can issue different keys from a centralized repository. Right. You, someone would have to say, well, actually, you've got to have the f- keys have to kind of look the same as well. You presume at least have some, yeah, you know, some sort of common way of describing your, yeah, your how rights. many how many bits. You know, you've got to have some wrappers and stuff, mm. so you'd know it was mm. a key. Otherwise, it would be difficult to build such a system. But um, you know, I think it's maybe we'll see some revolutions happening in 2010. We shall possibly we'll mm-hmm. see. Interesting. Um, we obviously couldn't have a discussion without mentioning the, the Apple iPad, which launched uh, yesterday. Yes, and it's, it's uh, I don't know, James, are you, are you whelmed? Are you overwhelmed? Um, underwhelmed? I think looking at the, I think from a device perspective, if you look at it purely from a physical device, mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't look particularly whelming. 
I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think certainly looking to the way that you know Steve Jobs and Johnny Ive were evangelizing about it, mm-hmm. I think it very much will be a bit like the the DVR or PVR proposition. Until you've got one, yeah, you don't really realize that it's actually a lot easier to use and course that is again so there were there was quite a lot of emphasis on this is the only this is a very natural way to interact with objects using your hands and things Mm -hmm. and i think it's probably more visceral and more emotional and until you otherwise until you you actually play with it you don't get that exactly it it just seems like why would that be good but i mean Mm -hmm. i guess you've got a little bit of that from playing with iphones and things like that there was quite a i mean who can't say they didn't sort of slightly smile or um you know smirk when they did their first pinching of a Mm something on an iphone i think it's you know doing it on a bigger scale mm. is going to be quite cool but uh, yeah i mean there are stories saying well yeah it could be it could have been bigger it could have had cameras i mean you were re- uh, retweeting the jason calacanis's stuff about you know it's basically just spoofing kind of what everyone telling everyone what they wanted to hear <laughs> yeah that's right rather than what was actually there it's quite funny. um I think uh, for me, I think the device itself. Uh, I mean, it, it looks great as as you'd expect from Apple, mm. um, and and I can certainly see that gap. Uh, no, not the gap. I think it's it's Apple's version of the netbook, really, because you know these netbooks have taken off. Linux has taken off in this space, particularly because odds on, what a lot of people just want to do is be able to pull up a web page and see what's you know. Mm-hmm. Look at the news, or check the cricket scores, or whatever on there on the netbook quickly and easily, and then put it down again. Um, and it's something that's a lot easier on uh, a netbook with a keyboard, type out a quick email than it is on on an iPhone, even even yep. these days. Uh, and if you can create a device that takes over from that and adds some extra things in there, like being able to, uh, uh, I mean, watch videos. Yeah, I mean, essentially, it is like a big iPod in that sense because I do believe you do have to kind of tether it and load it via iTunes. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I mean, it is very much just like mm. uh, a, a big a big iPhone. Mm. But you can do full web browsing and there's some specific content for it. You can do the books. Um, I think mm. the interesting mode for me would be there is a kind of a special, not special, but it's a case for it, which will keep it, I guess, safe. Mm. But also you can use it to prop it up or use it in a kind of keyboard mode. So it looks a bit like a keyboardless laptop, I suppose. Um, yeah. But, and, and also the price point's pretty good. I don't yeah, think, so at $500, hmm. uh, why wouldn't you? Indeed. Uh, indeed. Why wouldn't you indeed? I think I might. But, uh, <laughs> I put my name on the list anyway. So oh, we'll, we'll wait and see. And I, I think uh, I, the biggest jump start is all those apps as well. Well, um, that's exactly the thing. I mean, it's got 50 billion apps already that you can download and, and use yeah. today, which, uh, you know, for any platform is a massive head start. Hmm, exactly. And, and it's also interesting, I think, from a technology perspective, the first use of the... Um, PA semiconductor stuff as well. Yeah, so, so they've got their own uh, processor chip yeah. that's running it, mm. uh, and by all accounts, it's a it's a pretty pretty smart device and a very very good performance mm. out of those graphics. So, but I mean, it's not going to be an order of magnitude better than you know, the Intel's and ARM's of this world. I mean, they'll have a little drop on them, but certainly the devices I was seeing at CES pretty similar. Um, right. Uh, you know, and there'll be other pads out there, but I think it's the it's the ecosystem, not necessarily the device. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, it's like saying, well, you can get a get far better uh, PCs than you can for Apple at the same price, but it's the whole the whole package that's mm, important. Exactly. Anywho, that's the end of the Apple evangelism. <laughs> right, um, content delivery. Mm-hmm. Um, what's this um, pop box 
hub. Is this another one of these kind of boxy well, things? A, or? Yes, it is yet another one of these uh, uh, these devices. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think, I don't know. Uh, I mean, none of these devices have succeeded so far. Apple's had one. Uh, you can see that, you know, with the Boxy's released one. Disney's done one. Uh, Blockbuster's done one. Everyone's tried to get uh, mm-hmm. get their own set the box into the home. And this is, you know, <laughs> this is Pop Box. And they've got um, Pop Apps and Info Pops and... All yeah, sorts they've, of they've things. gone with the whole pop thing. That's that's for sure. Uh, and they're they're trying to do uh, HDTV uh, now. They're uh, they're working with Netflix as well. Um, and you know, to be honest, I think the the only the only ones that this has really succeeded at is uh, on the Xbox and on the PS3, where mm-hmm. you can get Netflix content uh, do HD. You've got the device already, so it's really just uh, a matter of getting the content to the box. I really can't see the motivation in uh, buying another set the box to be able to get content uh, into the home when, you know, we've got so many of these devices already. Yeah, I guess that's probably true. I mean, you have to be a bit geeky. And I guess I don't know how this is supported on it does media serving. If you've got a PC, the price is pretty cheap, though. I mean, to be fair. Yeah, 129 um, is pretty. Yeah. You can't really argue with that. It's cheaper um, than an iPad. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean... It look, I mean, it's pretty reasonable. And maybe you don't want to have your PC on the whole time. Mm-hmm. Makes a lot of noise. I mean, maybe this thing's you know again, yeah, it's a bit yeah. more more an attractive. The set-top box form factor is kind of something which is generally acceptable. That's There's true. lots and lots of pictures in the show notes. It looks very boxy light. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? It's extremely boxy like. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, they're aggregating all the content. So yes, you could do it on a PC, but on a PC, you have to go and find everything. Yeah. Uh, whereas this is offering it to you. So, um, so I think that you know that should be. Alrighty, um, but yep. you know, we'll again. There, I think there is a market. People will buy these, uh, mm, but it's if it's maybe, at the right price point, and they can they can do things uh, that they do already, but but more conveniently, as mm-hmm. you do Netflix, but without having to. I don't know. See, James, it's just something so convenient about the fact that you know, with if you're a Netflix fan and you get a DVD or a Blu-ray disc through the front door, uh, yeah, then. Uh, it's pretty easy just to pick that up and pop it into your Blu-ray yeah, player. And, and equally, I guess while this device does support 1080p, mm-hmm. you've got to get high bitrate. I mean, actually, on that point, you mentioned um, they're doing some trials in the UK now for up to 40 megabits over DSL, which I guess is like yeah, super-duper so super DSL or something. <laughs> this is uh, BT's Infinity service, which originally the website said I could get it at, at my place, but uh, unfortunately they've changed their mind now. <laughs> and this is uh, 40 megabits down, 10 megabits up, and it's... It's kind of fibre to the curb by the sound of it. All right. Uh, so when that when that uh, actually makes its way to my place, then I'll be definitely checking it out. But you're going to need a fair chunk of bandwidth to be able to do 1080p. 1080p. I think you certainly are. Um, but I mean, that's. Inter- I mean, I just um, I got a, a netbook for a a friend this week with a built-in 3G uh, contract. Right. Um, and that's doing about three megabits download. 300 kilobits upload that's not bad in a in a 3g node kind of thing. that's that's down here in uh, mm-hmm. in southampton middle of nowhere so um, obviously when i'm at home i can barely get gprs on it but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh but you know it's not bad it's it's uh again but that's that's a self-contained media consumption mm, device indeed indeed you got everything you need there indeedy um so yeah i think uh broadband is getting there but i think the devices are obviously going to lead that there will be areas mm. that with the the digital oases where they've got super high bandwidth stuff yep um so wait and see now um we talked about 3d earlier mm-hmm. in about ces and how it was kind of 
everyone had 3D. I mean, I've heard, yeah. even heard some people say, you know, a third of the, the floor space was dedicated to 3D. Um, there were a few announcements wow. that uh, I think DirecTV was going to launch some 3D. ESPN mentioned it. Now, again, um, BSkyB here in the UK have announced, uh, I guess confirmed, having announced it in September last year, they're going to do some kind of out-of-home 3D viewing. Yeah, now this is how this is going to work. I don't quite know, but uh, Sky is kicking off the, the UK's first 3D channel with live Premier League football, mm-hmm. uh, and it's to be broadcast in nine pubs around the UK this weekend. Now it doesn't say which nine pubs, um, but if you can find one of these pubs that's doing Sky 3D Premier uh, Premier League, then you can watch Arsenal versus Manchester United in three dimensional. Television. Um, with glasses on with your fellows there. <laughs> with your mates around, yep, at the pub. Now, I'm not sure that after a couple of beers, if it doesn't get better or if it gets worse. But <laughs> <laughs> it depends on the game, doesn't it? You, you have <laughs> well, to, that's you, true. Literally, your beer goggles. Maybe they, they've probably, <laughs> knowing Sky, they've probably got some sponsorship in there when they will be calling them beer goggles. <laughs> Possibly. And, and you'll you know, exactly. get a Put pair of beer goggles, goggles on. Yep. Yeah. Uh, package three points and a pair of goggles. <laughs> Um, Good plan, but that'll uh, work well. I'm, I'm looking forward to trying it in my home, and I'm still not sure if I'll be able to do it. You know, from Package Media, from um, I haven't seen an announcement from Sony, and, and listeners mm-hmm. do send us a note if you know to uh, feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com if mm-hmm. you know, suspect when the um, PS3 update is going to come out. I guess it's going to be a software update, and then you're mm-hmm. going to have to buy um, the 3D pack, which is going to be the shutter glasses mm-hmm. and the dongle that makes them shutter. Um, whether that's going to work on any TV or the jury's out whether you've got the right kind of refresh rates on TVs to cope with it well exactly I mean not only that but um, I mean I imagine there's going to have to be some sort of uh, configuration or settings because depending on your television there's actually five seven milliseconds lag between the time the signal pops out of the box and the time it actually hits the LCD yes indeed uh, yeah. and so of course you've so got there's a processing delay I mean I guess that's catered for lip sync and things on home AV, home cinema mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. there is delay, but it will take a bit of calibration, I suppose, won't yeah, it? Yeah, that's the word, calibration, in order to get your glasses syncing at the same time as those frames. So mm. it'll be very interesting to see. Yeah, um, you know, wait and see. What an exciting time. You can hold off buying a proper television for a bit longer, in. <laughs> why Why 4 by 3 is doing just fine? <laughs> <laughs> Keeping the house warm in these Arctic weathers. Exactly. exactly. Um, meanwhile, in the land of mobile... A mm. um, couple of stories there. Um, I heard people at CES moaning about the, the Nexus One. Uh, yes, mainly, these, the, mainly these old people as well. Who, who <laughs> this said, is you know, the Google phone. Now, what were they saying, James? Are they they were saying, well, you can't make, uh, you know, they're used to, because if they're wearing bifocal glasses, you can't read any small print, but you haven't got oh, the ability really? to make it bigger oh. on a Nexus. There's no pinching That's in there. pretty frustrating. Um, and I think this is a bit like uh, the the phone stuff i saw mm-hmm. last year so it wasn't particularly particularly great but i did hear they didn't sell very many of them mm, that's that interesting was, that was the word i'd heard but i think there's obviously been a software upgrade out there and um I mean, the smart money is still on the iphone i suppose people are they're selling like hotcakes still they know. are uh, i mean the, the results from apple were quite astonishing that they're, mm-hmm. they're selling so many of these uh, of these phones and expanding the number of carriers that they're Mm. Uh, they're available on still uh, and not dropping the price which is surprising so. no uh, so yeah the Google phone I guess it's coming there'll be a lot more of them Absolutely. so you know is the app store race done 
or will others be coming in there? Well, we'll see. Um, I think, uh, I mean, Google's not going to give up here. They're going to keep no. working at it until until they iron these things out. And it, it does take a long time to get uh, get comfortable with a new platform and to, to build. I mean, even, I mean, I've got Samsung phones going way back and, you know, the old ones, the, the operating systems, you know, they, they've tried hard, but there's just wacky bugs in there. And, you know, as time has gone on, they've got better and better. So, uh, you know, Google's going to do the same thing. Yeah, I don't know. Is there brand loyalty in phones when they're... No. There used to be a lot of brand, mm. brand loyalty for Nokia phones, but even these days people say, oh, I, you know, I just like the way Nokia's work. Yeah, um, but I guess with a smartphone it changes the game, so there's no... Totally, yeah, because yeah, you can do so much more with it. And you're not going to have to learn how to use it, I suppose. I that's that's the um, idea. Um, also news, I think last week now, uh, Nokia released their navigation. You know, they bought... Uh, is it Navtech they bought? They yeah, released uh, on the uh, OV store. They basically said, you know, right. turn-by-turn navigation is available worldwide. That and it's the, available offline as well, which is something mm. that uh, the Google phone can't do. Yeah, so you can download right. the maps and stuff. Um, Fantastic. Whether that's a big deal, I don't know how... Obviously, you know, the data is one thing, it's how you use it is the other. Mm. So that's got to be wrapped up properly. And it really does have to have to work pretty well. Uh, mm. I mean, even my TomTom, which... You know, it's pretty much as good as they, they get in terms of uh, navigation software. Still does, you know, crazy things occasionally where I'm going, what do they mean by that? <laughs> uh, so, it's it's a hard thing, navigation on roads, because roads are just not... Uh, designed by, they're designed by people, not <laughs> yeah, machines. that's right. Yeah. So, you know, I think the navigation game is still out there. I mean, lots of people have got them. That was... Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Does that really move into the uh, the smartphone era in this? Uh, I mean, it's, uh, I'm not ready to just use a single device yet in that space. Mm. Um, so we shall see. Um, gaming. Uh, did you um, play any games over there? Yeah, now I've been, I've been trying to get the end of Fear 2, which... Also um, scary. Uh, it, it is a very scary... It's a truly scary game, actually. Uh, very well done from kind of uh, mm-hmm. the graphics and the music and everything else to create an atmosphere. And the number of times where things have jumped out of me and made strange noises and I've physically jumped out of my chair is like, ah, <laughs> oh, it's crazy. Uh, but what, what... I mean, I'm not a big game player in terms of finishing many of these sort of games. Yeah. But uh, in this case, I've, you know, tried to You're get persevering. away from it. Uh, with some help from the internet, I must confess, because occasionally you get stuck and it's like, well, I don't know what to do now. Yeah. Um, but what I've found is that the amount of content in this game is astonishing. The number of levels and... Uh, How many the, hours of gameplay do you think? Uh, well, I mean, I'm not very good, so probably a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, if, I guess they say that as if you played the whole way through, what would be the... Um uh-huh. Uh, it literally is, you know, hundreds of hours. But that, to me, sounds too much. I mean, I, I'm just... I guess I've... I think I've done Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, and I mm-hmm. think there was probably only around 10 hours of gameplay. Oh, wow, really? really? In, the, in the basic, you know... The basic uh, kind of run through the game. Yeah, basic run mm. through the game. Mm. Um, obviously, that was on super easy, you know, I play like a schoolgirl kind of mode. <laughs> um, no offense to schoolgirls out there, I'm just not very good. Um, and then there's a massive amount of material online and various challenges. Right, okay. Um, so I, I've done the, I guess the, they call it special ops mode or something. That's mm-hmm. something funny. But I mean, amazing game. I mean, it is mm-hmm. quite mm-hmm. stupendous, uh, especially on the old big screen with the surrounding sound. Very immersive. Fantastic. Um, but it is just a shoot 'em up. But it is quite fun, sort of raking Burger King with machine gun fire. <laughs> so that, I mean, you know, it's, awesome. uh, <laughs> it's it's quite it's quite interesting. So um, I think that's quite cool. Um, now you had a story about aliens. What's going on there? Yeah. Well, uh, James, I think you know. Really, um, 
one of the concerns that uh, that scientists have these days is that you know we've, we've got the digital switchover happening. Right. And uh, this is an article in the Guardian, and uh, what uh, scientists are concerned about is the fact that. Now that we've got this digital switchover happening where instead of having, you know, some big transmitters that pump out several, you know, thousand watts of, you know, radiation out into the atmosphere, mm-hmm. now we've got 75 watt digital transmitters that are directed at the ground uh, right. that uh, aliens will soon not be able to hear any of our radio or TV transmissions at all. Wow. So they'll think we're all dead. <laughs> well, this is the concern by... Uh, uh, some of the researchers that have, uh, well, uh, US astronomer Frank Drake, who's uh, been mm-hmm. uh, working on this SETI project for almost 50 years, I guess, in terms of trying well, to work out... Surely he'll be happy. There'll be less noise bouncing back. <laughs> well, that's true, but the the the, uh, the extraterrestrial intelligence won't be, uh, won't be hearing our radio and TV signals and going, oh, okay, there's someone else out there. We should go and say hi. Uh, so the concern is that um, as we get more and more efficient transmitters and we put out less power, um, our actual radio footprint, if I can use that expression, is just going to mm-hmm. be very small. So the aliens aren't going to hear us. Um, They'll miss their uh, soap operas and episodes of 24 and stuff like they that. Will, so. Exactly. They've been, they've been watching these things for 50 years and they won't know what happens oh, next. I think they'll just call customer services. They're not going to pay a visit <laughs> to the store, are they? Let's face it. Exactly. It's a long way to come. Um, I also saw some interesting TV research hailing from uh, your old country, Australia, Mm -hmm. um, uh, proving that television kills. It was a statistically relevant study. Is this when your TV falls off the wall or something? I think it was, I mean, the premise, it was from the uh, medical journal of... Mm -hmm. Uh, physiotherapy or something. And basically right. it's saying, if you're watching TV, you're sitting on your ass doing nothing. That's, okay, so that's, that's not a good thing. Right, so it's fundamentally um, sedentary so behaviour. Fun- yeah, so sedentary behaviour, are you watching TV, mm-hmm. makes you die earlier. So, right. taking the little jump, watching TV, sedentary, dying earlier. Oh, okay. So, right. chop out the... It, it's more of the reason rather than <laughs> the actual... Uh, I so, see. TV isn't exactly killing us. So, you know, I think TV's got a bit of few more legs in it yet quite how it's oh. delivered that's uh, the jury's out on <laughs> but you can now you can watch it on your ipad when you're running around well exactly so, you, know, you can strip it to you that'll probably <laughs> kill you when you walk in front of a car that's going to be the, it's probably more likely yeah exactly yeah. exactly mondo well be careful watching that tv james i will i will um and uh, yeah if you do get to sneak in and watch a 3d go and search for a 3d channel in the pub do let us know. Send yeah. us some feedback at feedback at on the couch podcast. There's, there's got to be a tweet for that. Twitter, <laughs> Absolutely. I'll be looking out mm-hmm. for that one. Brilliant. Well, um, thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll see you hopefully sooner than the break we've just had on next week's podcast. Indeed. Well, it's bye from Ian. And bye from James. Cheers. Bye.